All right, welcome in to another episode of the Greatest People You've Never Met podcast. Uh, joining me today from the Wayback Machine, Mr. Jeff Jansen. JJ, how are you, my man? Ben, I'm doing great. I'm doing absolutely great. Uh, I'm nervous as hell, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. But uh, this is a, this is a cool opportunity, and I know we're going to dig into that, but uh, uh, I've been a fan for, for a year and a half now, man, and, and I'm excited to... to Talk about life and coaching and probably a little bit of Fairmont talk too and all that good stuff. Absolutely, brother. First off, I appreciate all the support. You are a dedicated listener, um, have been forever. Uh, you, it, the messages, they always mean a ton, um, but you're always supportive, you know, great episode, whatever. And, and you listen to all of them. Um, and actually tomorrow when we're recording this, if you listen to the back to even sports betting uh, podcast on Fridays, you get a little shout out in there because talked about how somebody actually listened to us while running a marathon. And then I had to look it up. It was just a half marathon, but still I was like, Holy yeah. smokes. That'd have been two episodes about back to even right. Yeah. Or greatest people. But no, yeah. I, 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 uh, I had you guys in my ear for an hour and 40 minutes, man. So uh, that's crazy. You know, uh, I was getting ready for it. And I was like, back in the good old days, I could just run and just be in my world. But now I'm old and everything hurts. And so I need to listen to something. I'm like, shit, what am I listening to? Well, of course I'm listening to, to you and Jeff for sure. Uh, for that half marathon a couple weeks ago. That's so cool. I appreciate that a ton, man. That's, that is really cool to hear. I mean, we're just a couple dweebs who are doing it for fun. And, uh, I know that there's some that have really resonated with people and that's, that's all you can ask for. And it's been a blast. So I appreciate all the support since day one. I truly do. No, you know, it's, uh, you know, I stumbled upon it. I, I think one of your classmates that on Facebook friends, I, I don't even remember ever talking to him really that that much. And he shared something. I'm like, Oh, I, what's Ben, you know, oh, Ben yeah. Sam, all right. What's he, you know, what's he up to? And, uh, I, I tell you what, man, like it, it's, it's meant a lot because, uh, you know, those early episodes, you talking about your journey and going from coaching to, you know, taking a, taking a risk and yeah. just going for it. Like that, that was the, that was what I, the, the message I needed to hear, honestly, at that time in my life. So I, I appreciate you. And, um, it, it uh, it, it helped motivate me to, to apply for a couple of jobs and, and some leadership positions and help me deal with, uh, probably the, the, the biggest coaching, um, uh, upset, I guess, in my life where I had a chance to go to state and boy, did we yeah. get steamrolled and we didn't go to state and, and, uh, you know, it's listening to some of your episodes, man, uh, meant the world. So, uh, I, I don't want to get emotional already. We're only two minutes in, but, yeah. uh, I, I appreciate you brother. Oh, I appreciate that a ton. I mean, truly that's, I mean, at that time in my life and like, you know, um, yeah, I was just super lost and everybody's like, you should start a podcast. You can start a podcast. And I just did it. And then, yeah, now we're here and um, you just got to take leaps, man. Just, just jump. I, I, it's scary as hell, but for some reason, most of the time they turn out exactly how you want them to or need them to. So it's just insane. Absolutely. And, and, and the people you've met now on this journey that you've oh. been shared with all of us. Right. And, and I think about, uh, that's so true for like everybody, right? Like you take that risk and it, it's, it's not necessarily what you're doing, but like who, who you're working around with or who you're meeting and the connections you can make. And, uh, it, yeah, it's so cool to see it in your world. Right. And, oh, yeah. uh, 
my, my, my wife told me right before I came downstairs here, she's like, Hey, don't fanboy out too much and don't, don't geek out too much. But, uh, uh, no, I, I, I will say what, what all the stuff that you and Jeff are, are putting out, it, it's just great content and I connect with it so well. And, uh, um, don't, don't stop. Don't stop this. But regardless of how uh, poor the ratings of this episode are, uh, I'm going to keep listening to it for sure. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, that does, that means a ton more than you'll ever know. And I'm going to fanboy out a minute because, um, I think there's going to be a decent amount of people who listen to this podcast that know who Jeff Jansen is. Um, and there's going to be a fair amount that have no clue. Um, but when you talk about the greatest people you've never met, I don't know that that, that billing fits anybody more than you, man. Um, you know, and I just think back and especially in my leadership roles now as a coach, um, you stumble. I know what I was like in high school, uh, without a fully developed frontal lobe. And then I look at people like yourself and, uh, man, you've just, you've been doing it at such a high level and been such a good dude and a role model for so many. I don't even know if you realize, but like, if there was a depiction, especially as a high school kid of how to go through things, right. Like you were, you were it, man. I don't know if you realize that at all, but you did it, you did it right all the time and, uh, it's paid off, man. And so you are more than deserving to be on this show, especially you should probably get on some better shows, but I just want you to know that, uh, yeah, there is a, I don't know anybody that would ever say anything bad about Jeff Jansen. And I, I, I hope, I hope you hold your head high on that, uh, for a long time, because it's the truth, man, um, forever. And, and, you know, uh, so getting into how we know each other, uh, JJ went to Fairmont. He was two years older than I was. Uh, he was a senior when I was a sophomore. Um, met a Fairmont legend uh, on the basketball court, on the track, cross country, um, everything. Um, but uh, just an all around good dude forever. And I think that this little relationship we have, and we've been able to tweet and text and all that stuff, um, just because you were how you were when we were 16, 17, 18, and you were never a dick to anybody. You know, you always made everybody feel included. And especially to be at a spot like Fairmont, man, where you're, it's not a big town, right? But you're kind of the guy. Okay. Like whatever you want to say about yourself, I'll let you, but uh, you were the guy and you were never arrogant or anything like that. You were just, you know what, I'm just going to treat people right. And I'm going to do it the right way. And it's shown into your life now. Um, uh, you can just see it through, through the things I see about you as a coach, as a teacher, as a leader. Um, I'm just happy to know you, man. And I'm excited to to share your story today. So. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a hell of an introduction, Ben. I, I greatly appreciate it. I, um, you know, humble, uh, you know, as, as somebody who's, who's lacked confidence for, for a long time, I appreciate you appreciate you that for sure. But, uh, you know, uh, you know, the, the way I was raised dictates yeah. a lot of that for sure. Um, and, and honestly, some of the, some of the shit I had to go through before moving to Fairmont shaped that and, and seeing what, um, seeing how I didn't want to act towards others, yeah. um, you know, and, uh, you know, middle school is a tough time right before I moved to Fairmont. And so some of that stuff, uh, helped dictate, like, you know, I, I don't want to be that way. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to put it all, all out there. And, um, I probably had an inflated ego for how good I really was, but, uh, I'm fortunate that, uh, had some pretty outstanding coaches, obviously up in Fairmont. Yeah. And, uh, the, the, the cool thing thinking back to that time, Ben was 
the the amazing role models we had at, at Fairmont Junior Senior High School. Like, oh, yeah. holy cow! Like, yeah. I, you know, I I think about Brad Johnson even, and I haven't talked to to Coach Johnson in ten years really, but um, he 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 tried getting me out for football of course, and then I said, you know, I'm not your guy. Like, I, I, love, <laughs> I love football, but you don't want me. You don't want me. And it, even then, though, who's who's my biggest supporter? Sophomore year on, on varsity, you know, playing playing at a bigger school than what I was at before. Like, you know, Brad Johnson's telling me to chuck it up every single day in science class. Yeah. Sophomore year, you know, build, build me up. And, um, you know, I, I, uh, I had, a, I had a pretty easy in Fairmont thinking, you know, I, we, we had a lot of great role models, those guys older than me that I know bones mentioned a, a lot of those guys. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, Clutes and Reeves and Hugeson and, um, uh, you know, John Abel, even, and, and a couple of those guys, Hines, uh, Hins, uh, a couple of those uh, guys, a couple of years older than me, even, and, uh, they set the bar pretty damn high. I, and, uh, I, I didn't want to mess up for sure. And, uh, I also, um, had some siblings that were pretty freak athletes and, uh, were, were faster than me probably in, on cross country and, um, they didn't score as many points as I did in basketball. I made sure of that, but, um, yeah. no, it's, it's, uh, one, one thing about your show, this is one thing I wanted to say, Ben, before, before anything happens or, but you talking about these stories about Fairmont and you bringing up some of these, these people, um, and, you know, even the random stories, I, I don't remember the roads as well, but you talking about driving down the back roads and, and pickup sure. trucks and things like that, even those memories, man, it, it, it's brought me such a great sense of pride. Uh, even more pride because, um, I mean, you know how it goes. Like my parents moved from Fairmont about 11 years ago now, and I, I make it back maybe once every five years or twice now in the last eight. And, uh, it, 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 it means a lot. It's such a special place. And yeah. I, I know you talked about a lot about it. I know there's hopefully going to be a lot of Fairmont people listening and, uh, everybody in Arizona and everywhere else listening to, to you, but, uh, Fairmont truly is a special place that, uh, I, I couldn't have, I couldn't imagine uh, spending any, anywhere else my my last three years of of high school for sure. Yeah, no, it it really is. Um, it's a great place to call home, right? I think, uh, especially now that I live in a metro and coach in a metro, especially a large metro like this, it's like, uh, man, we're so lucky to be at a place. And then to just follow what Fairmont's doing now, especially like athletically and keeping up with Bones and that stuff's never changed. Right. And they're just still rolling. And you're right. We were, whether we wanted to think it or not, or 16 years old and on how lucky we were. Uh, you know, I think back to your senior year, even myself going out for track, dude, running the 400 and the 100 and shutting down some track meets. Um, remember one time getting in, uh, I was up in St. James just cause my brain works like this. Uh, and I got in your and a do a Mott's heat. Uh, so heat number one. And I was, I just remember, I just, it was just one of those days. And I mean, people listen to this, know who I was in high school and I just didn't really want to do it, but I knew I had to. So I was like, well, I'm going to get it done. And I hopped in lane eight. So I could at least say I was in the lead for a little bit in that race with a bunch of guys that were going to the state tournament and guys that went on to run in college. And um, yeah, man. So, but even like, you know, Mr. Bonk, he just accepted that who I was, you know, and he, he yeah. played into it, you know, he, he, it, it just was crazy. And all those guys, uh, Joel Holkinson is a guy that I haven't thought of in forever. Right. And he was always around track. Um, Stu, right. The list goes on. 
But all those people that, and especially your coach now in high school, and see you see how high school kids are some days. Some days they make you want to pull your hair out, right? And other yeah. days you're like, ah, oh, this is why I do it. And then it's like, yeah, those are the reason why. Because those people invested in me and I wouldn't be that person. I wouldn't be this person without them, right? So. 100%. And, and they brought it every day, right? Like those right. guys bringing it every single day and the joy they had to be around kids and the, the, around us. And again, everybody's, you're, I mean, again, track, track guys and cross country guys, there's probably no one weirder than, than, than that crew, but, right. but they were embracing that all. Right. And, uh, you know, Adu Amat was a national champion in uh, college, by the way. I don't know. If you know <laughs> yeah. D2 so, at uh, Augie, right? If that, if that makes you feel any yeah. better. So. Yeah. So I was in the lead for a little bit. So <laughs> that's hey, you, you hang that one up. You yeah. hang that behind for sure. For Absolutely. Sure. No, it is. Uh, so, I mean, I guess just, I mean, it, it, it definitely shaped you. Obviously it shaped me, but today is about you. What was it like moving to a town like Fairmont? Cause you got there at the end of freshman year or uh, I, I moved there right after uh, my freshman year. So yeah. it, it was early June, uh, sophomore year. Um, oh, my years, 20, 20, 2005. Yeah. So, um, and, uh, you know, we, it, it was, uh, originally, you know, typical 15 year old, like when, when I found out that we were moving, I'm like, I, I'm going to stay, you know, I, I was pretty cocky freshman three-year varsity letter winner at my old school. And just, just, uh, got uh, fourth at the state track meet as a freshman. And I was pretty cocky. I'm like, you know, dad, mom, I'm just going to stay, you know, you guys can move without me. And th- that didn't even last a second. And that was, uh, turned down. And, um, you know, we, we looked at a couple different schools, uh, my dad, especially, but, um, uh, there's something about Fairmont. There's something about quite honestly, coach Hassing, uh, meet with my dad and, uh, and that was going to be the place to be. So we moved up and, uh, dad and I lived in a, an apartment right next to the, um, oh my gosh, uh, kind of, uh, across the street on the lake by Edie's a little bit, kind of by the town, uh, oh. uh, what's a, there's a little gas station over there, kind of out there by, um, where the prairie dogs used to be. Yeah. And, uh, we literally, it was a one bedroom apartment. Dad slept in the bedroom. I slept on the air mattress in the living room. And he'd get up at five and go to work and he'd wake me up. And so I get to go back to his bed to have a little bit uh, more room. And that's how I lived in Fairmont for June, June, July and August, really, before we got into our house. So wow. uh, I, I knew where there's only two places I knew where to go, Ben, in town. Uh, I was too scared to go running. So I didn't sure. train it. All. I didn't train it all for cross country. That was uh, that was great. Um, but I knew how to get to Walgreens. Yeah. Uh, to buy off brand. uh fruit loops yeah and I, I knew how to drive to the high school to, to shoot hoops and, and play ball so that was it there that you was, go places for the first few months in fairmont do you have any like uh welcome to fairmont stories like i love to listen like jeff tells some good ones um about because he was you know seventh eighth grade when they heinrichs moved back to fairmont from down here um so i just like to listen you know jeff stories of people trying to rough him up and bully him you know like was there anybody that kind of came in and was like, I'm going to totally mess with this new kid <laughs> or like, was it just pretty well received? And yeah. How, what, I mean, what was it like? You know, um, you, you know, moving in 16 year old, uh, they obviously had some great success, especially basketball wise. Right. Um, and, yeah. and Minnesota teams, of course, but basketball wise, um, moving in and, and just kind of showing what I could do right away. Uh, I'm sure rubbed some people the wrong way. Um, you know, we got to give him a sh- shout out. I haven't talked to Jake Rashi in, in a long time, but 
Um, you know, I, I was pretty confident in my my abilities, and Jake tried to size me up a couple times uh, early on in those days. But um, you know, I think the 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 favorite memory is uh, again because of, I didn't train, I didn't run on my own. I was too scared. You know, again, I went from a, a town of five six thousand people to uh, all of a sudden there's five lakes and yeah. there's hills, and uh, it's it's a it's a lot of different situations. So uh, one of the first cross country practices, I legitimately like I, I was dying and i'm like i can't slow down because if i slow down i have no idea where the hell i'm at in Fermat and i don't know how to get back to where we're going so that that's probably the biggest you know that first moment um uh in, in Fairmont, like the welcome like hey you better keep up because uh, yeah. uh otherwise you get lost and left behind that's great that's great uh who who were kind of some of the people, I mean, you mentioned Jake, um, but who are some of kind of like the first friends, the people that made like big impressions on you? You know, my uh, kind of the OG guys for sure. Jesse Walters. Yeah. Brandon Woolrobby, Josh, Josh Fitzgerald. Um, those are still three guys that I keep in touch with so much. Um, and the, those guys in the year above me, which was a loaded class, right? Like yeah, kind of related to your class a little bit, Ben, where, uh, you had Matt Reeves, you had Eric Hugeson, you had Matt Clutes, you had Jake Pyman. Uh, I, I know I'm missing some guys, but that, that was just a, a freak class, especially yeah. in football, right? With, with right. a lot of those linemen. And um, they, they kind of, they welcomed me. That was great. Uh, I hung out with those guys a lot my first year, first two years. And then kind of when they graduated, I kind of uh, started hanging out with your your grade probably more than I care to admit right now at, at yeah. 34. But uh, uh, no, that, that, that was kind of, that was kind of my crew. And, um, it, my, my experience in Fairmont could have changed a lot, right. If, if it wouldn't have been for those great people, um, and the, the, the crazy things you do at 16 and 17, that it's just stupid fun. Right. And oh, yeah. uh, just, I, and I know you've talked about it before, but like, just, just somebody hopping on the hood at the high school and you're driving down, you know, uh, down the street by the high school and it's like, what the hell are you guys doing? Or, you know, putting putting shaving cream on people's car or yeah. you know uh driving you know yeah yeah just just all this, all the stuff uh i think your your memory is way better than mine just listen listen to the pod ben but um uh very fortunate for for all those people when i first moved for sure i think it's it's funny because uh, i mean i i fortunate now to coach with guys mostly that grew up all around the country um and uh hear their stories are very similar to ours. And then now as a coach of high school kids, they do that stuff and it drives me insane. And I'm like, there's no way we were that dumb. And then I talk to somebody like yourself, you bring up a memory. I'm like, no, we were that dumb for sure. Absolutely. We were. So it's just funny. It's just funny as a leader, as a coach. Now it's how all that stuff, I mean, had to just drive them insane and they just dealt with it. So. They live, and we never really had to deal with, like talk to them about it. Like they knew right. what we were doing, right? Oh yeah, hundred you know, percent. But it's all it's all part of it, like you say. So absolutely. So uh, fast forward a little bit. Um, your dad, your husband now. How is how is that life? I will say I saw on uh, must have been on Facebook or Instagram um, at the beginning of the school year for you. You said year twelve. I'm going to tell you, man, that just threw my brain through a loop. And I was like, there's no way. And then I just, yeah, I'm coming up on my 15 year high school reunion. It's just, we're getting old. We're getting real old and it's sad, but um, what's, what's been life like in this next phase? 
you know, uh, with, with basketball practice starting on Monday, Ben, I'll get back to you on that with two kids now. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, no life, life is, um, life is, is, uh, I'm trying to be as poetic as some of the, some of your friends that, uh, that have been on here, but it, life, uh, has its ups and downs, oh, but yeah. for sure being a dad now is, is again, it's cheesy, but it's, it's legit the coolest thing. Yeah. And, and, and yes, you can go from, wow, I, I love that little girl. And it's amazing what she just did. Right. She just, she just, she's throwing lefty now, like, all right, that's awesome. To then all of a sudden she's spiking something on her little sister and I'm losing my mind. You know, yeah. those extremes are, are real. Um, but, uh, and again, I, it, it, parenthood I get is not for everybody, but as a coach, Ben, when, uh, I get to hug my little girl last season before every single home game. Yeah. Like that, that's pretty freaking special. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the last, last game last year, they were waiting for me after the game. And of course there's emotional talking to the seniors, especially. And so I got home a little later and, you know, you go into the bedroom and your daughter can tell you've been crying, you've been emotional. And, um, she just wants to say hi to you. Right. Yeah. And she's like, um, uh, what, uh, what, uh, she said something I can't remember now, not a good story, but she said something that who cares about the game? Right. You know what I mean? Like she could care less. She was two last year. She's three this season. Juniper, uh, little Joey, seven months old now. Uh, she's going to be just sitting there. Uh, Lord knows how she's going to handle the basketball games, but, yeah. um, I, I think too, to kind of go back then, uh, Ben talking about all those coaches we had, but, now year 12, uh, starting, oops, I've been married six, going to be seven. Uh, the, the coach's wives or the coach's spouses, husbands, I had my blinders on for sure of how oh. much work, how much time and energy and, 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 uh, time away that they have. And so my wife, Bailey, like it, it's pretty, it, it's really incredible how much time it's like, who's picking up from daycare? Well, I got practice until five 30. So, uh, it's not me. And, right. and you know, or what time supper? Well, supper is probably five 30. And guess what? I'm showing up if you know how coaches coaching goes. Oh, yeah. practice is over at five 30. I'm not leaving until five 45, six at the very earliest. And so, uh, I, I, again, a huge shout out to coaches, spouses, and, and I'll give my wife a shout out, uh, before I say anything worse, uh, later. So, yeah, no, you have to, it's true. Uh, this is really my, I mean, my first time in a real relationship and it was uh, difficult at times, but I think it's been fun to grow together. Right. And I'm sure your first season like that uh, together was the same way. You learn a lot about each other. Um, and Ton had never seen me around football. Obviously we met out here. And so she had never really known that side of me. And then just, you know, I think she saw the switch and is like, oh, yeah, this is this is where his passion lies. And she can tell that and very thankful. She makes uh, we have Thursday morning walkthroughs and every week I have like a different slogan of the week. Right. Just something to get us through. And um, every Wednesday night, she makes me a, a shirt to wear on on Thursday mornings for for walkthrough. And the kids think it's cool because they think I get a new custom made t-shirt every week, but she's just got a cricket doing it in our kitchen. So, but it is cool. So no, I absolutely shout out all of them. And, you know, I know bones talked about it and coach Cody and all those guys, you can't do it without support. Right. Mm -hmm. And 
there's times where it's a good mental break for you too. I'm sure to go home and, and just be a, a dad and a husband and not worry about basketball anymore. And it's I, all of that. And it's so good. And that support is huge. And I think it's very different. So I know I have some single coaches or friends that coach and I hope they find that person because it is an absolute game changer when you're not doing it alone anymore. Right. hundred percent. Hundred percent. I I know. Uh, trying to re- think back to one of your episodes, you had Tanya on talking about it, right? And yeah, how, how do you? Uh, I got some questions for you. Yeah, absolutely, I'm, brother. I I, I uh, I'm not gonna. I I got a couple other things I want to make sure I don't forget to say. But how do you feel like you handled that this year? You're one. I know. You're one in this in this situation or not situation. Sorry, in this relationship. Yeah, but. But uh, Tanya's kind of talked about this this newness of it. But how how do you feel like you handled handled that time and and all that stuff at home? And yeah, I mean it was difficult for sure, right? I mean, especially the biggest thing that people don't realize about out here is obviously you know that it's hot. But our early practices, we didn't start practice until seven thirty eight. 830, nine o'clock at night because it's so hot. And right. so we would have team meetings before that. And so I would literally, you know, she'd be at work and I'd be at work and then I'd just come home and change it and I'd be gone. We wouldn't even see each other. And we started July 17th out here. Um, so I've been going at this for, you know, six months almost. And for those first four, it was a lot of, okay, see ya when I see ya. And that first week we were up at a camp, we went up into the mountains and we came home on that Thursday. We went to Morgan Wallen concert. And I just kind of told her, I was like, it's really like it, like, this is the last night, you know? So I tried to, we tried to do more like Saturday night date nights, or, you know, there was a couple of them and just different things. Like I would go into work late and we'd go to breakfast or whatever it, you know, just try to find the intentional time to spend, um, but she really, I mean, she really got it and was bought in as well. You know, she, she made it part of her. And I think I appreciate that more than anything is that she's wearing dub C stuff all over too, you know, she's all in. So um, that's very important where it could have gone another way where she's, I hate this part of you, you know? So, but yeah. no, I, I think it was good. I think she could tell how excited I was. And I think it was also good because we had, installs and then a spring ball. So we kind of got like a little taste of what it was going to be like. And it wasn't just like an absolute shock. Now, granted, when we got here, it was just forever, right? It was. And then I don't think she realized like how much it was on the weekends too, you know, like she works on Saturdays. And so I would be here and then we have coaches meeting Sunday morning. So I wouldn't be home till noon. And I'm like, sorry, I still have things to do. And, you know, so, but she was super supportive, whether it was, printing and laminating, you know, play sheets, whatever. So I appreciate that. And yeah, it was, uh, it looking back, it wasn't like anything tough to navigate. I think we just worked well, but I think we're both really excited to just like, I mean, we know Friday night's the last night we're not making the playoffs. So we're just also like really excited for Saturday to just take a deep breath and just, Oh, we're, we can be home now, you know, um, it's cooled off. So I've been home for supper the last couple of weeks. So that's, that's cool. You know, those things, right. Like you talked about, but no, it's, uh, there's never any strain or stress, but it was just also 
I think she was just really supportive of it and knew how much it meant to me. So I think that's the biggest thing. And I'm sure your wife is very much in the same boat. Yeah. I mean, they have to be right. I mean, it's unfortunate line, but I'll say it. There's two wives in coaching, good wives and ex-wives. And I've seen that and that's the truth. So it's a, it's a funny line, but it's unfortunately true. So. You know, I haven't heard that one. I'm going to take a note of that one. (laughs) Yeah. for sure. No, I, I, I appreciate it. Hopefully I wasn't trying to put you on the spot, uh, no. But, but no, I, I, that's great. You, you said intentional. And I think that that has to be, it. and it took, it took me a while. Like when, um, when, when Bailey and I first started dating, um, she was still living in Colorado and I was, I was coaching everything, you know, yeah. I, I was I, not to, not to talk about my two year career as a middle school uh, football coach, but oh, yeah. I was coaching in the fall. I was uh, assistant high school boys coach and then assistant girls track coach for for five years, really. Uh, well, two years for football and then everything else for six. And and um, when she moved back, it was it was a change, right? It's like this yeah. is it's it's craziness. And and so now to to see that evolve now as as, get, as being married again, twelve years uh, twelve years of coaching and teaching and all that stuff. But um, yeah, feeling old, but but, but I, I love how you said intentional because you, you have to, otherwise. Um, you know, me, I'm guilty. I love being on Twitter and I love being in the know, but I gotta be a dad too and set my phone aside. And, you know, I, not to, I want to go down this path, but, uh, I got into a little bit, a little bit of sports gambling this last year. So you're, you, you guys talking about uh, some of these parlays and, and stuff. It, I haven't tailed yet or, or yeah. that, but, um, I got a little bit of that going as well. So, but again, uh, what priorities, right? Like, uh, absolutely. Right? My, my daughters are awake. I, I probably can put my phone away or, 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 you know what, there's, I didn't even think about it. Film this year is going to be a whole different story now. Uh, oh yeah. Two, two girls uh, waking up at five thirty or six. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out here sooner rather than later. Absolutely. No, it's a, I mean, you're absolutely right. It's so easy to get lost, especially 2023 on our phones, especially as a coach. I, I mean, I understand that there's other things on Twitter, but Twitter is such a, resource and people I don't think outside of the coaching world really understand that. And there's just so much information and I'm always just learning or reading. And it's like, I feel like sometimes I'm just scrolling Twitter aimlessly and she's, you know, and then I'm like, I'm sorry, you know, but then it's like, everybody has a way of decompressing and I just did all this all day. And now it's like, now I'm home and I can breathe, but you're right. We have to be intentional and it's tough to do some days and there's days I fail big time. She'll tell you, um, she'll tell me. So I, I need that too. Uh, that's the other side. So I just this week, uh, um, my three-year-old Juniper, she dropped the line. Well, dad's just on his phone in the basement or something like that. And I freaking broke my heart. I'm like, Oh my, okay. Well, every day this week, that's what I haven't been on my phone. Getting yeah. home. Like that, that stuff's gotta, it gotta go away. But between the, my, uh, the Vikings news, Iowa yeah. state stuff. And then we're, we're installing a whole new offense and defense this year. So like, that's my, those are my four things I'm just circling on Twitter. Like the, the algorithm has me hooked for sure. Absolutely. I love it. I have a question. I mean, just cause we're here. Yep. What? Okay. So you did not start in Indianola, right? That's where you're at now. Right. So right. you didn't start there. Nope. Nope. So I, you moved to be closer is that is Indianola where you're originally from or near? Nope. Nope. So, uh, well, I got to, got to give taco a shout out. Oh yeah. So when I got started, I was living, uh, just South of council bluffs, Omaha. Yeah. Uh, teaching and coaching at Glenwood. 
Um, and so my last three years there, I was coaching against Taco. At uh, Clorinda. Clorinda, yep, where, where he's still at. Um, and boy, did I try to get him to Glenwood for sure. A couple openings and, and I've done the same now, uh, just trying to plant the seed. But, um, I actually, to, to tell the whole story, uh, to tell most of the story, uh, I interviewed for this Indianola job, uh, the day after we qualified for state, uh, uh, in back in 2018. Um, so we qualified for state on a Monday. I woke up at 4 a.m., got my sub plans ready, drove all the way here, uh, taught a lesson and then drove back to Glenwood to get ready for state. And, um, that week they called to offer me the jobs and they gave me 12 hours to say yes or no. Um, and, and so meanwhile, I'm, I'm a JV assistant coach, um, head of scouting, head of, uh, most of the offensive concepts getting ready for my second state tournament ever. And uh, they tell me I have to say yes or no by three, uh, three thirty, four, four p.m. Um, and so I, I did. I accepted this role, and then we go on and win the state tournament uh, the next week. The next week, wow, um, which was just an unreal run. Um, down eighteen at halftime in round in the quarterfinals, come back and win by nine. Um, played Incredible. the two time, played the two time defending state champs in, in the semis, beat them. Uh, and then we played uh, a team that had two future D one basketball players in the championship, uh, six, eight, six, nine, and we didn't start anybody over six, three, and we ended up uh, winning that game as well. So just an unreal run, like the, the highs of that week, Oh yeah. Um, knowing then that I was leaving was also pretty, uh, surreal, pretty crazy. Um, but no, my, my parents, uh, my parents live in Ankeny, okay. which, is, which is North of Des Moines. Uh, about 35, 40 minutes. And uh, my wife, Bailey, both her brothers live in uh, around Des Moines. And then three of my four siblings lived around Des Moines. So okay. um, I, I I was born in Fort Dodge. Yeah. Moved to Eastern Iowa. And then Iowa Falls is where I went to middle school before Fairmont. So we, we had really no connection to Des Moines, but uh, everybody kind of is, was moving this way. And we've been talking about it for years, but uh kind of a gentle nudge, you know, um, I, I had a really great last year in Glenwood and there was a lot of reason to stay, yeah. but family was calling honestly. And, um, you know, Bailey and I were, were in the process of thinking of if we're going to raise a family, we want to be around our, our, our own siblings and, and cousins and, and our nieces and nephews. So. Absolutely. I love long, it. Long story long, uh, and you know, just South of Des Moines and yeah, living, trying to live the dream anyway. So when did you get the head coach job in Indianola? Did you apply for that while you were, that was part of the teaching gig as well? So uh, not, not a lot of people know this, Ben, but when I was ready to leave, I was ready to leave. I, I wanted to get, find a job first. Yeah. Um, and when I accepted this job, it was only teaching. I, I knew there'd be some coaching. Um, and a month later, the uh, high school, national high school basketball hall of famer uh, resigned. And the girls' job opened up, so I, I was only coaching boys basketball for six years, and the opportunity to coach girls, yeah, didn't fall in my lap for sure. There was another quality applicant for that job, but I did some soul searching, of course, and uh, interviewed for the job, got the job, uh, and it's been a, a pretty wild ride, a pretty amazing ride for sure. These last uh, five plus years now, starting year six next yeah. week, and. Um, uh, but yeah, I, w- I wanted to be an Indianola before I wanted to coach an Indianola. 
quite honestly. And uh, I've been so fortunate for sure these these, uh, these six years. Absolutely. So, okay, follow. I'm going to ask the follow up before I ask the first. What has it been like to follow in those footsteps? In a, I mean, it's not a huge town, right? We're talking rural Iowa. So um, I'm sure that there is some expectations that went with it, especially in your first year, especially being a first year head coach. Um, what, what was some of those expectations like, or maybe was there pressures or what did you just, I mean, overall, what did you feel taking over for a, a, a legend? Right. I mean, somebody, like you said, in the national hall of fame, yeah, Bert, Bert Hansen. I'll give him a shout out, and I'm sure he'll he'll discover this on his uh, twi- Twitter algorithm or something like that. But uh, he he left a huge impression. Um, you know, Bert won a, a boys' title back here in 2001, and a few years later switched to the girls' side and, and instantly changed their program around. Uh, he had been to the state tournament four straight years. Wow! And, uh, the semifinals the two years before that. And when I got the job or when I started interviewing for the job, I knew there was an Iowa state commit from Indianola and uh, not to go too far down this rabbit hole. I'm going to tweet this out for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Ben, whenever you post it, but uh, that girl transferred to the rival school or a rival school right before I, I accepted this job. And guess where our first game was there. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and of course, um, that first year, though, with, because of that move, because uh, we had a loaded freshman class, uh, one of those classes, and, and I'm sure you know this feeling of they were freshmen my first year, and they just graduated uh, two seasons ago, and like those kids will uh, be in my heart forever because oh, yeah. uh, you know those those are the OGs, those were, those kids were there that first year where I thought I had to practice for two and a half hours every yeah. single from November, December, January, February. Uh, and we weren't that good, unfortunately. Um, now we, that, that school that I'm referencing, uh, we were up one, nothing for the first two minutes of the game though. So I'll, I'll hold, I'll hold on to that memory. Absolutely. Uh, but, uh, but that first year, not, not a lot of pressure in the sense that no one had expectations. Um, and, and you know, likes winners. Sure. Uh, Case in point, our, our volleyball girls just had a hell of a season. I saw you and, tweet some stuff. Oh, it, uh, and and so so stinking proud. And the cool thing now, as a as a former seventh grade teacher, now Ben is, I my first couple of years, bigger district, right? We have we have two hundred and fifty to three hundred kids or 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 more in each class, and I, I didn't know all the kids, boys or girls. My first couple of years, like I obviously, right. they, you know, I got that in all pride, but now all those studs on the volleyball team last night or the football team last week. Like those are former students of mine that I had in class or study hall or, you know, whatever, uh, or I have on my basketball team now. And, um, they're, they like winners. So they, they got runner up to today, but, um, first year, not a lot of expectations. And then we come out year two, win the conference title unexpectedly. Um, and, uh, went on a pretty good streak the next couple of years, winning 17, 18 games. Um, but then, you know, to kind of circle back to what I said earlier, uh, Ben, about uh, kind of a low moment. We were number one seed, number four or five in the state, expect home game to go to state, home game to go to state, and we lose by 30. And yeah. uh, that was about the time where I stumbled upon the pod. And uh, again, I, I had my mentors and my family, of course. I don't want to give you all the credit. Yeah. But- your, your pod helped a hell of a lot, man. So well, I appreciate that. Hopefully you re- listen to uh Brad Bigler. 
And I hope you found his story. Um, I should, I, I'll, I'll, I'll try to connect. Yeah. Just to be like, uh, that's the best part about this, right. It's just the connections that I've made and hopefully that you can pass along, but his story of perseverance, I think, it, I mean, that's an early episode. I want to say like 15 or 16, right in there. Um, boy, that makes everything you go through in life feel like puppy shit. If I'm being completely honest. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I know, and that's, I mean, that, that has helped me. So I hope that those were ones that one of those like that has helped you. And that makes me feel good that it has helped you. Cause it, I mean, that is a, there fortunately, unfortunately, there's not a lot of people that ever get the chance to be a head coach. And it's a very lonesome feeling when stuff's not going good. Uh, I tell people all the time about it, you know, uh, this year here at Willow, you know, it was very big rebuilding year. And then everybody got hurt in like the worst possible. I've never seen more season ending injuries in my life. And then we lose like four or five in a row. And I'm like, it's okay. I've lost 21 games in a row before. And they're like, what, you know? And it's like, yeah, but you just got to keep going, you know? And, um, so to win last week, but like you just find those mountaintops. So I guess you have, you haven't yet. And so maybe just going home that night was your mountaintop. But since that defeat, what has been the mountaintop to keep, to keep you pushing? Like, okay, it's going to be okay. That obviously hurt a ton. Cause you put in a bunch of work and to be that close to something so special, so what has been maybe a driver or what has really helped you just like reset reality since that moment? I, that's such a great question. I, I think that, you, you know, you go from like, the memory of crying in my, my kitchen isn't going to go away. Right. Sure. Like that was, that was, that was it. And, and that was um, kind of the defining moment to head into last year where, we faced some, we faced some adversity. And, and again, we lost a lot of talent. That first class I was just talking to you about, then they were all gone and we had some returners for sure. And we had some people that wanted to, to be a part of the team. And then all of a sudden they didn't want to be a part of the team. And yeah. so we faced, we faced that a uh, lot of that adversity and, um, we had, uh, uh, how do I, how do I word this? We, we had a, we had a girl that decided not to be part of the team anymore last year. And, all of a sudden the number one team in the state future state champion uh, uh, is coming to town in two days and then we lose a starter. And I, I'll be honest, it, it was never more freeing to just, just go, go communicate to girls, go communicate to athletes, love on them. And let's just go, let's just go play basketball. Right. And two days after losing a starter, we lose 42, 36 to the number one team in the state. And then we turn around the next week to the, uh, and lose by a last, uh, we missed two last second, three pointers to take it to overtime against the number eight ranked team in the state. And that for me, honestly, is, is the mountaintop right now because we had to change our culture. Right. Um, and, and now we're changing our, our, we're adapting to that. We're evolving to that. Uh, no year has been the same for us really. And to go from, losing at home to go to state to all the adversity we faced last year to still, we were still the, the crazy thing is here, Ben. So we're, we're five, a, or excuse me, we're four, a, uh, okay. we were four kids away from being up to five, a last year or wow. this year. So we're the, we're the biggest four, a, they fluctuate all the time. Um, and, and more than likely with a huge freshman class next year, we're going to bump back up, but regardless, um, we still were ranked all year. 
uh, and to, to lose four or five starters and to have um, the, the season that we had last year, regardless of our record, uh, pretty amazing. And, and it's kind of set us up for, uh, for what's to come. So I can't even remember if I answered your question, but uh, no. I, I'm feeling so great about where our, our program is. Um, we, we, again, would, um, we, we're, we have almost twice as many girls out this year as what we had last year. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited for this next week, quite honestly. That's yeah. Now there's nothing better than the excitement of week one. It doesn't matter what your team. I mean, you just think about it for a whole year. I mean, I, especially I, you know, revert back, like I said, to that 21 game lose streak. I knew some of those classes in that time weren't. I was hoping that we could win one or two, but they weren't going to be the guys to get us over the hump. Right. I knew where that class was and where we lied and, and I was right. And um, so, no, I do, I do, I do, I do know what that's like to find, to just be, I don't want to say just content or happy, but you just, you learn what your, what that class's ceiling is or where their, that group of people's ceiling is. And then as long as you reach that, I feel like in your heart of hearts as a coach, you're like, okay, then I I did a really good job and it changes. You're right. Year to year. And that's, it's hard to accept sometimes because you're a competitor. I'm a competitor. It's you want to win them all, but I mean, and that's the hardest thing I think. And I don't know, maybe you hear a lot of outside noise, um, but like, you know, I got tweeted at for the first time in my life by a parent uh, this year. So I woke up Saturday morning to a mean tweet and I was, I just laughed, you know, because it's like, so, so different from what I'm used to, but it's like looking, sitting here now going into the last game, I truly do feel like with what we had and what happened, I feel like we're at our ceiling. Like we, we play a big dog schedule, right? Like it's, we're trying to build a program here. So what, I mean, what has, what, what are some of those moments for you that you've experienced or what, it what has made you realize or maybe just as a coach made you realize like, yeah, this is actually truly as good as I can get it right now and help you stay level. Yeah, no, I, it's hard. It's hard not to dictate that feeling with who you're playing against. Right. And, and I don't know. I've heard you talk about going up against the six, eight competition and, oh, and the, crazy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely crazy. Like my, uh, my first year is going back to my first year uh, to go to state. We had to play the new number one team uh, who had four girls, D one, four of their five stars are D one. And, uh, and they're still, uh, they're still playing. Yeah. There's their fifth year seniors at UNI and uh, wow. Illinois something and, and, and uh, Iowa state, all that stuff. So uh, I, I, I get it. I, I think the, the realization of, did we maxim, maximize our individual talent? And do we grow together? Right. And, right. and I, I lost that my second and third year, like I, we dropped down a class, um, you know, my, my fourth year and we were, we had high expectations. We were, we got all the way up to rank number two uh, and, and we lost side of, we got to take care of ourselves. We, we need to look out for each other. Um, we need to have a better system in place defensively and offensively. We can, we can boat race uh, some teams with the talent that we had, uh, but the longevity of our success wasn't going to be there. And, and so uh, again, those tears in the, in my kitchen, uh, opened, yeah. opened my eyes. Um, it, and, and also the staff that I now have, uh, has changed everything. And I, um, 
it's great to have so many different perspectives, right. On a staff, but I know you, you hinted at it uh, a while ago, but like I have two former head coaches on my staff. I have um, uh, one of the greatest thinking minds life and basketball wise on my staff as well. I have a former uh, NAI all American uh, uh, on my staff. And so it, it's who you surround yourself with and to help, help shape that. And, for me, it's been so fun to, to without, without uh, giving too much to assistance, right? Like without like saying, Oh, nope, I'm washing my hands. It's your guys' stuff. Like, I I don't want to be like that, but also to be like them taking ownership of of certain aspects of our program and thinking about things different and applying things different has brought me so much joy and and brought me so much more confidence in our program. And I don't know if that makes sense. I'm kind of rambling a little bit, but uh, if I think about our offensive system, it's from, it's going to be from one coach. If I think about our defensive system, it's going to be from another coach. Uh, our culture and our climate are from, uh, two other coaches. So I, I I'm, I, I, I'm excited about that, honestly, yeah. and what that can mean for, for the longevity and the joy, right? Like we might not be able to beat the the teams that have two, three D one girls on their team, four or five. We, we, we have a, we have a Friday, Saturday in, in January, Ben, where we probably play the number one team in four A on Friday night, and we turn around and play the number number one team in five A on Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon. It's crazy. Those girls uh, legitimately have five D one offers uh, on their starting lineup, and it's like, you know, what what success look like, right? Right. Wins or losses can't define our success, and so I, I that that was one of my questions, I guess, for you is yeah. It, your role, different sport, right? But how do you, how do you, how do you find the success or look for, look for success when you're looking back at film or looking at stats uh, on a game that, that didn't obviously go the way, the the way you want? I mean, I'll tell you, that's definitely changed now that I'm at where I'm at. Um, And I think you probably could say this um, just related to girls basketball, but Everybody I thought that was a really good high school football player that I'd ever seen before I moved here, they weren't. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you. Um, we played Apollo High School in Glendale uh, two weeks ago, and um, they have three kids committed to University of Arizona. Their running back, Adam Muhammad, grade A person, uh, just the way he carries himself. Like I said, you know, usually – People like that are super arrogant, whatever. Uh, he was not. We had a kid get very scarily injured that ended the game, and he'd known that kid for a long time. But Adam was there with us crying right next to Landon and just like with his family. You know, it's just I gained a lot of respect for that kid. But I'd never seen a Division One running back like that before. And I talked to coaches, and they're like, well, you'll know. Like when we see a D1, when we see a kid that somebody said we should go look at and they're running back, we just know. And it's like, okay, now I know what that means. There's one play. We had a really nice rush edge and uh, he kind of got bottled up. And then he literally just ran circles around us for 75 yards and was never touched. And it's like, okay, I get it. But then the university of Arizona running backs coach was at that game. And he talked to us before the game and they have the other two kids. One is their left tackle, a six foot eight, 315 pound human, which those don't grow on trees. And then another kid. Not, not who, too many folks in Martin County. Yeah, sure. no, 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 there's not. And then another kid who put, it was a uh, six, three, six, four, um, like two ninety five. He played swing guard for him. 
but he said that he was going to, they expect him to come in and start next year at the university of Arizona. So then like we got, we got outmanned and outbodied and I'm like, listen, they said the university of Arizona running backs coach told us they expect this guy to start next year. Like you played against a kid that's going to start in big 12 football next year. And if they think he should next year, that means they think he could now. And so it's just, and so I give them that tone and we have guys who have D2 NAI D3 offers. We don't have, we don't have that right now. I think one of our sophomore guards is that I think Evan 4.83 GPA. I, I think the world of the kid, like, I think he will be that, but it's not that. And so I, I try to tailor it to that. Like even when we played horizon, that was my biggest eye opener. And I, 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 that, that was the biggest high school football game I'd ever played in. These guys were ranked number two in the state of Arizona and they have eight kids at the time holding division one offers. And I'm like, you know, it's crazy. And then you see them in pregame and like, these guys, some of these guys are going to play in the NFL. Like realistically, like there's a shot that some of these guys are going to play in the NFL. So for us to not, I mean, they, they boat raced us and it is what it is, but there was no, no give up, you know? And I have a picture of my five foot 10 quarterback running away from their six foot four middle linebacker. And it looks like the lion and the rabbit, right? Like it is just one of those photos, but if you can take those things and like, we didn't throw an interception or get sacked until we played horizon. So for me, it was easy to walk in. It was like, okay, it took us to play the number two team in five a in Arizona to throw an interception to get sacked. Right. And then unfortunately that just kind of started a spiral of injuries for us that game. But now we know where we have to be. And the nice thing about our schedule is it's just flipped home and home for next year. We play everybody the same. And so we're not senior heavy and everybody we're playing is. And so we have a chance to kind of right those wrongs. And I just keep, pushing that into my juniors, you know, especially now like this week, I didn't know what the vibe would be like because it's the last game, right? Like in Minnesota, everybody makes the playoffs. So you don't know it's the last game. You just show up and you lose. And then it's the last game. You might know as a coach, right? Well, we're probably not going to beat these guys, but these guys knew all week that it was their last game. And yesterday's practice, we're in team meetings and they, the seniors are just messing around. And I'm like, all right, we don't have to watch film. And then I'm like, this is why we're two and seven. There's no player accountability and you guys don't care. Like, and that's fine, but this is to get you better. And, you know, I talked to him about working hard when things are good or working hard when things are bad and what kind of life you'll have. Right. So I think there's teaching moments in everything, but to take my long winded answer back to, what you said, I think it's easy to, okay, you're going to go play the number one team in your class and the number one team in the class above you. Okay. What did we do? Good. Who are they? Who truly, who are they? Right? Like these are going to be the best high school girls athletes you've ever seen. Who are they? What are we? And what can we take away to keep going? Right. And find something that they haven't done. Right. Like our whole goal, my whole goal was, I wanted to score 14 because horizon hadn't given up more than six. And I was like, well, let's just get on the board twice. Like I knew they were good, not an idiot, like, but I, I still wanted it. You know, like we showed up, we put a good game plan together, but we were out athleted at every position and that happens. But I think for me now, it's just finding those things. What, what, what did we do exceptionally good? What do they do really good? And can we really hang our hat on that?
And that's that's how you take those games and move on, I think, is the best way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what I, I, I appreciate you saying that because this year, again, philosophical changes on both sides of the ball for us and trying to find the like find the measurements of, hey, we might it, it wins, losses, 500 record, not five, like who the hell cares? Like if we if we put ourselves in a situation to, to hit some of these benchmarks or hit some right. of these goals. That's that's success for us. Um, but again, trying to sell those numbers or sell those goals uh, to 14, 15, 16, 17 year old girl like tough. that's gonna be it's gonna be tough for sure. Um, and and to 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 add a wrinkle to it, I don't those volleyball girls I were just playing tonight uh, or t- this afternoon. I don't want to see them at practice for the first few days. You know they, right. they they just went five sets in the first round, five sets in the second round, lose uh, get swept in the championship. That's a hell of a lot of effort, a lot of competing emotions, uh, you know, sleep in a different place, uh, bus yeah. rides, you know what I mean? And so like that, that's going to be unique. Also building, building culture, building, uh, building up this, this new uh, philosophy, but that's a, that's another point, I guess, or a different, different thought. But I, 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 I don't want to go away without saying this though, Ben, like what you're doing on social media yeah, uh, your athletes is is awesome, man. Like, to, I, I chuckled hearing about the parent because uh, parents talk, right? And like, sure, whatever text message, whatever email, whatever you hear uh, with this parent telling that parent, like that's all normal. But to 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 see what you post and repost about your athletes, and to think that somebody should choose that platform to call you out or whatever whatever bullshit it was, I I, I I'm glad that you laugh at it because yeah. Again, as you just said about those a- the athletes that were screwing around yesterday at practice, like there's a right way to do stuff and there's a wrong way. And, and that's obviously that's that's chicken shit way to, to do it. Well, and the, you'll laugh because obviously the dad who tweeted his kid is one of those kids that was screwing around in meetings. Right. So there's a reason to everything. Right. And you're absolutely right. And I think, you know, I it's uh, it's also very different here. um the connections with coaches that I made in Minnesota as a head coach, all those guys are down here recruiting Arizona athletes because I've said it so many times, there's really nowhere for Arizona athletes to go play college football. We have two NAI schools, a FCS school and two FBS Arizona and Arizona state. So outside of 5% of kids, everybody fits into Ottawa and Arizona Christian and they can only take so many. Right. So, and if they have anybody on their roster from outside of the Valley, they're, they're doing it wrong. Um, But it's just so crazy. And then all of our kids, a lot of them are like, I want to go to ACU or I want to go to Ottawa because they want to stay close to home. But it's like, well, let's be real. So does 6 million other people and their kids. Right. So it's, it's very interesting, but yeah, I, I try to publish or push our athletes out as much as I can. And I think, you know, we talked about Twitter a little bit. It's a very powerful platform. I made a lot of connections. Um, and so, it, and I know that it's helped uh, get one of our kids an offer from a school in uh, Missouri. So it, it was just cause they saw the tweet, they watched his highlight and then they hit him up and I went, Landon got a scholarship. So I was super excited about it. Right. And that, it's just that one little recruit willow. It takes two seconds and the kids think it's awesome. Thanks so much. But uh, yeah, it's just a very different world from back home recruit. I mean, and I would try to push out the guys I had, but I was also real. Not all of them could here. 
most of them can just because they play here. Not all of them are better than kids, right? But just because they're here, people want them. So it's a different thing. It's a very different thing, but it's fun, man. You know, uh, where's Randy Turpich making highlight DVD? Yeah, heck yeah. Right. That's the, that's, I got a couple tucked away over here, I think from, uh, you have to bust those out sometime. Those are so good. I, uh, not to go down another rabbit hole, but we've plugged them in from time to time. The old Fairmont Cardinal vids on, uh, Gemini studio TV 12. And it's just so funny to, I mean, that's another thing we're so thankful for. I mean, even being at a five, a school in Arizona, not all of our school games are broadcast like that, but every single one in Fairmont was, it, it blows my mind. Like, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I might've got spanned one time. I, your second week or third week, I'm trying to find your game on YouTube. And, yeah. you know, it's late down here. You know, I, I might've stayed up a little late after my family went to bed. And I'm like, I, no, it's, it's like Ben's first game or second game. I want to watch it and can't find it. It's yeah. it not great. Not great. No, I, it's crazy. Again, not fanboying, but when when I heard uh, Beck was uh, broadcasting or doing the GoPro or whatever, I got a little jealous. Uh, yeah, so I'll have to add you to the text chain so you can check one out. Um, appreciate I, that, JJ. I, I really do. I'll, I'll geek out. I'll, I honestly, I'll geek out because you know, yeah, Friday nights. I'd love to go to our games. I, I always have our games on, uh, and then whatever. Uh, I, I flipped my desk around, by the way, Ben, because I got two TVs still set up and it was a little embarrassing. And uh, I'm like, uh, I probably shouldn't highlight how much TV I'm actually watching in the basement. But I uh, love it. I love usually, it. Usually it's a, a Glenwood uh, game on one TV and an old game on the other. And then when obviously here, when games get over before we start, it seems like so. Yeah. But, you know, but. That's very cool. I I do have a couple just questions for you. I don't want to take up a ton of your time. and I do want to, just put a pin and I want to come back after your season. I want to do this again. Cause yeah. I just feel like that we could go on for hours and, um, but We're gonna, what, I'm going to think, think of way more stories and way more people that we gotta, we gotta talk about. I, oh, I for sure. Absolutely. What? Okay. So you, obviously you grew up around boys basketball and you were coaching boys basketball that first year coaching girls. What, what, if there was, what was the, I'm not coaching boys moment. Cause I've heard from everybody and it's always a different story. And then some places it's like, actually the girls like to be coached harder because girls are in sports because they truly love sports. It's not like they're just out cause their dad's making them. So what was that moment? Or if there was a moment or what's that been like, just in general for you. So I, uh, I, I got a small taste of it um, before I moved. So I was a head girls cross country coach before I moved to Indianola. Sure. And, so I, and, and then coaching girls track. So I got, I had a sense obviously. Um, and I'm not proud to admit this though, too, but of course, as a college basketball player, we were ragging on the girls basketball players all the time, right? Like oh, yeah. oh my gosh, this, that, and the other. Um, but the, the thing that hit me right away coaching girls is that there's like, there's no ego involved. Like, uh, I, again, I, I love the guys I coached and, you know, I got a state championship ring up upstairs because of those guys. Um, but I almost felt like I had to prove myself for six years, not only to the players, but to, you know, uh, uh yeah, well, well, we'll leave that for another day, but, yeah. uh, uh, and so right away, like there's no egos with the girls, like yeah. once they know that you care about them. Um, and, and once they know that you're not deceiving them or, or, or you're communicating effectively, uh, you know, I've, I've learned some hard lessons, Ben, I'll be honest with you. Oh, yeah. And there's some, there's some kids that, 
uh, I wish I I knew now what I knew then, and I I love to communicate better and, and more effectively. But um, I, I think again, once I knew that there was no egos involved, it was honestly it's it's a it's a great game. It, it yeah. really is. And um, yeah, we're not playing above the rim, or we're not um, getting uh, as, uh, maybe scoring as many points or, or playing at as fast a pace. Um, but it, it's kind of a true it's a true game in the sense that like you got to still handle your, handle your shit and, and take care of the ball and, and right. put the ball in the and um, not give up right-handed layups, please. Uh, yeah. so. <laughs> uh, but no, that, that the, the ego part would probably be the biggest thing. So yeah, um, I, I think that uh, again, I had so many freshmen my first year here uh, that, that we had to contribute that, that had to contribute. And um we took our lumps for sure. But uh, again, without the the parent support of that freshman group, my first year, honestly, I, I'm not sure if I, I would have lasted Honestly, uh, right. They, they supported me really well. And uh, again, I, I'm so I'm, I got pictures around uh, my little desk down here and, and it's mostly from that, that group senior year. And it's a special group for me. That's cool. Yeah. Everybody has one. I think, that really, I mean, whether like you, it's a, and that's really close. It's the first and second class that I had to go all the way through the program. And then those guys that I spent the COVID year with, like freshmen to seniors, like just a wild year of people trying to bring us down and being in a co-op and then how the state of Minnesota handled things and only being able to play four games. And it just, you know, all those things just add up into those guys just always holding a special spot. And and the the, the shit they had to go through with yeah like yeah that, the the more I hear you talk about that season especially that uh, I I'm sorry I, I know it's after the fact but I'm sorry that, to hear that man because that's that's that wasn't fun on anybody that year for sure right. before, but um knowing what you know now it, it's tough hundred percent and it's I mean it's definitely made some things easier, some things better. I still communicate with a lot of those kids. Like uh, they just graduated. They were freshmen then they're seniors now. Uh, so they, well, they didn't graduate, but they just ended their football season. Um, so, uh, you know, I reached out to them and um, just kind of talked to them about, you know, all the stuff that they were able to do in the program and a couple of them. Yeah. Like um, uh, Ryan Brutley had him on a couple episodes ago. I coached with him and his youngest boy Carter was a senior, but when we started the Jags, Carter was a third grade water boy, you know? So it's like, I've seen that kid grow up and uh, now to think that he's done playing football. One, it makes you feel super old, but just so, so crazy how these, especially kids. And I know that that's probably why you coach. And I think we all do the impact that they have on us. And they're just total stranger kids at one point. And then it's like five, six weeks into it you love them more than anything in the world. It's just crazy. And especially when I was moving, um, that was the hardest thing. I didn't want to give up. I really truly didn't want to give up coaching. And then somebody said, everywhere you go, you're going to love kids. There's going to be kids you love kids. You hate, or I shouldn't say hate, but you know what I mean? Like kids that you dislike or whatever. And, but there's going to be kids that you love. And so you're going to have to leave them every time or you'll just never move on. And so, and that boy, is that true? I mean, it's so crazy how fast that turns. I, so, uh, I, I wasn't planning on asking this question, but have, did you get to tell your team goodbye? Like, have you talked about that on a pod yet or no? I haven't. I, uh, I, 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 when you say that, I, one of my, uh, 
uh, whatever. He used to coach uh, one of my, wow. He used to be one of my assistants okay. and then um, he left to, to do his passion of being a head baseball coach. And so he went to a different district to do that for two years. And then he just got hired back here and then, you know, super proud of him. But just last week he had to go tell his team. And like, I know how that felt. Yeah. Telling them, walking in that room saying goodbye. Like I, I was emotional six years later, it still affects me. So I, I didn't know how that, how that looked like for you. Obviously it was pandemic area. area yeah. So. so it was, um, it was May, March of COVID. And so the schools were still in and out and we hadn't like done a banquet or anything. And I did it just like this, but I did it the day before I did it over zoom. I sent a little remind out and, you know, I was like zoom meeting tonight or whatever. And I didn't tell any of my assistants and I hadn't even gone in to tell the school that I was resigning yet. Um, I just felt like I owed it to those guys not everybody got on the zoom, right? Some guys didn't care. Um, and there was a lot of upset kids and that was probably the hardest hurt. Um, there's one, I'll double, I mean, I'll tell you his name off, but, um, yeah. he had texted me about around December because they were always curious. And these guys really, I felt, that's why I felt so close. I always had my back and they're like, what are you trying to do? You know? And, you know, I tell them my goals and dreams and then, um, this kid just, he sent me a message and he's like, it was, it was over Christmas break. And he's like, I just want to know if you're going to be my coach or not next year. And he's like, cause I just want to prepare for it if you're not. And I remember after we lost in the playoff game, he came up and he was crying. He hugged me. He's like, don't leave me. And we just grew and he was a freshman, you know? And it's like, that pulls yeah, yeah, on yeah. your heart, you know, like, damn yeah. dude. Um, but yeah. I remember where he was, he was working out when I sent that thing and the screen just went black. He stayed on. It was upside down. And then he was the last one to get off and he's just bawling like baby. Right. But it's, it, it was, it's never an easy thing because you feel like you're letting so many people down, but I also am thankful. And I don't know that I've ever told him this, but watching Troy Cody do it. Um, it, we were, I was a freshman and he called the entire football program to the gym and watching him do it that has stuck with me forever. And I think because he did it the right way and it was just us and it was intimate and there was nobody else around. And he talked about his why, which is as a kid, you want to know why, right? Like why? And he just, you know, he told us that he loved us and he would be there for us whenever, but family comes first and he had to go take care of family stuff. And it was like, okay, it makes sense. And then lucky for us, we got bones, right? Like it couldn't have gone any better. And so, but I just always, I thought back before I did that to that moment of Troy leaving and saying he was going to be gone. And I wanted to make it as close to that. I didn't want to fluff them full of shit. And I just literally told him, I was like, I don't know that I love this anymore because of, and I just said, because of how some of your parents have treated me and I'm letting people steal my joy and it's not fun. And I said, when it's not fun, I'm not going to do it. And I think that was probably hard for some of them to hear. Right. Like, I mean, the ones that truly did enjoy me, like, Hey, mom and dad, you made coach Senf leave. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, it was not an easy thing. It was not a very easy thing. No. And I, I feel for you again, not to keep harping on it, but like to, to have to do it without Without the in person, I'm, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, oh, it sucked. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I got a little bit of a moment because we hadn't turned any equipment in, 
and the okay. school was okay. like, um, can yeah. we at least do this before you move? And I was like, yeah, we can figure it out. And so we did. And some of them came, we hung out for a little bit, but I'm also so thankful of some of those moments, right? Like we had moments inside that season beating Medelia, our rivals in eight inches of snow. And then we just hung out in the gym that night with the trophy and everybody was taking their picture, right? Like there's just, there's just little moments inside of that season that those will be special forever. And and to communicate with those guys still to this day makes you happy. And they reach out and check in on things. That's cool, man. So I'm, I'm thankful for them. Re- reaching out, uh, mostly on birthdays now, like to, to yeah. my, my group, like the, that, that group of, um, of cross country girls, we, my last year there was my best team and we were the fourth time ever qualifying for state and we were loaded and we were coming, yeah. everybody was coming back pretty much. And like, that was, that was hard. But a lot of those girls, like their birth, a lot of fall birthdays, ironically. So I've been sending a lot of texts right now. I, honestly, it's like, it, it, but it's so cool. Like, like regardless of where they end up in life or where I end up in life, like it, those are, those are special people, you know, Absolutely. right. And that's like you said, just a little bit ago, like that's why we're in this for sure. hundred percent, man. Absolutely. That's why I do it. It's, it makes it so much more fun. And I can name all the people, but obviously, you know, like Rod Heinrich, you know, and being Justin's dad. I mean, well, before I was tight with Jeff, like having somebody so big in my life, that was a coach, right? Like he's a big reason as to my why. And then all the coaches that I have. And uh, especially I think, you probably see it in rural because I was a head coach, but now that I'm in a Metro and you see how many kids like don't have like any direction in life at all. And it's like, okay, this is why. And the questions they ask you, it's like, what? Like, I mean, it's real life stuff and they're going through it and we could go on for hours, but I mean, those are the things that add up and it's just like, okay, check the, check the list, but that's the why, right? There's the why. And I know, and that was one of my questions for you, not like with the girls, but I think it's easier for boys to boys, but what are some of those things or how do you handle some of those moments like that? Like girl, like you're coaching girls and they real world advice do they come to you like a, a brother a dad or is it like a, you know i don't know how is that relationship like like that so i i think that that's evolved honestly like i i to a certain degree i felt like the older uncle for yeah. the first couple of years you know i'm 20 i was 25 26 whatever it was uh but now as a dad of two girls yeah uh, I don't know if this, this probably doesn't even answer your question, but like to have my girls be around the, my athletes uh, is like so cool. Yeah. Right? And, and like the, the, the first round of volleyball play, I keep talking about the volleyball team, love those girls, but uh, we were walking in way too early and my, my three-year-old gave every single girl a high five as they're walking out onto the court. Yeah. That shit was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so when I think about, um, when, when I think about uh, things that are bugging them potentially uh, if, if it's more girl related, if it's more drama related, if it's more that I, I'm fortunate enough to have a, a female coach on staff yeah. uh, who's, who's tougher than any of us. Like she is, she's a, uh, she's, she's freaking tough and she scares a lot of people, which is great. But um, I, I, I try to take the same approach though. No different than, than coaching boys, but no different than, than the coaches I had in Fairmont quite nicely. Right. Uh, you know, I'm going to show them love. I'm going to communicate the best that I can. Yep. Uh, 
one thing, one thing now, so I, now that I'm at the high school, um, you know, I've, I've heard, you know, some, some ragging on teachers before or things like that. It's like, I, well, I can't hear that. Like I, I didn't, I didn't want to hear right. Right. But I, I literally can't, uh, I, I don't want to change my uh, opinion on anybody uh, or any teacher, but um, no, I, I, I think that there's some things that I hope that, that they see how sensitive, like they, they see me cry uh, yeah. when I'm emotional. Uh, I, I, I appreciate you saying that, uh, as well. It, 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 there's no shame in that. Right. And I, I honestly, I think with the boys, I, I held back now that I say that, like my first few years, like right out of college, 23, 24, 25, I had to be a tough ass and sure. uh, I knew everything and like, no, nothing affects me, but, um, life, life changes you. Right. And, and, oh, and yeah. tons of sports ups and downs in life. So, um, I, I think the girls know that I, I I'm pretty, I'm an open book and, um, I, I try to hide my emotions, but, uh, I, I wear them on my sleeve for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, I know no matter what it's been, as we record this tomorrow night, I'll cry. I always do the last game. Cause I know like, uh, one, I'll never see some of these kids again. Uh, that's just the hard fact of it. Right. Like, um, but what, you talked about being a hard ass at uh, 23, 24, 25. And I think of that all the time. Um, I was 24 when I got my first head coach job and hopefully it's not the last, but when I became head coach, I was 24 years old. And I think back to that all, all the time. And I really probably had no business being a head coach at 24 years old. And I really think about how crazy that is. Um, but they trusted me to do it. And, I think I did an okay job, but I know those first couple of years, um, especially just what I know about the brain, um, didn't have a fully developed frontal lobe. And that's as much of a joke as it is. I feel like there's a real shift. I think that most males feel when they become 25, 26, right? Like you just start to understand things on a different level. Um, what is one of the major changes for you? I know for myself, I really don't get worked up a whole lot. Like the things that work me up now is like, if you're not given a hundred percent effort or, you know, it's like the minor detail things, or if you're just jogging through something when you know, we could whatever. Right. Or if you're cussing or especially around all of our athletic trainers who most of them are girls, like if you're being rude, right. Like that stuff sends me through the roof and we'll just run and I'll lose it. But if somebody drops a ball I'm not going to freak out anymore. You know, if we have a crappy read from the quarterback, I'm not going to freak out anymore. So what are those, some of those major changes in you? Cause I think I know I'm going to have some former players and they're going to be like, what do you mean? This guy's just not yelling all the time. Right. But it's, it's the truth. Uh, I've just totally relaxed, you know, and like what's important, what's not. So what are, for you, what are some of those things? I, I think it's a big aha moment in the last couple of years. Um, I had another mentor that was um, Bert Hansen's assistant. His name is Ken Bean. And he, he always kind of would message me on game days or pregame days. And, and he'd mentioned like all the, all the work that you do in practice, like games are, should be relaxing, you know, right. more than anything, like, like getting worked up for the game. And I think back to that, that season that we had our, our biggest expectations, I'm freaking out over everything. Right. Like, Oh, why are we doing this? Why, why are you turning it over? Why, you know, why aren't we moving the ball fast enough or things like that? And that shit doesn't matter. Right. You know, it's like, if you, if we practice that way, well, of course the, the girls are going to play that way. And right. if, um, if I'm going to freak out, uh, in a tense situation, what's that going to be like for them? 
Um, I had, I did have a good clipboard thrill, uh, that year. I'm still, uh, not sure if I'm proud or embarrassed still by it, but, um, uh, I think that, uh, that you have to be authentic though. And so a lot of that, a lot of that behavior I, I had two, three, four years ago, like, and especially as a freshman coach at 23, 24, 25, like that wasn't me. Right. Um, and, and trying to find that balance though, too, because, uh, honestly, the feedback that I got from girls a couple of years ago was like, they wanted me to be a hard ass or they wanted me to yell. They wanted, you know, they, they wanted to be coached like their dads coached them and things like right. that. And, uh, maybe that's what led me to be in that way, but that's not who I am. You know, that's not who my coaches were. That's not who, um, that's not how I was raised. Um, and I, I, yeah, it's just not, it's not me. Like, like, let's be honest when kids need to, uh, to yell that, like, I, I still got my teacher voice. Oh yeah. And, so I got a, a pretty deep, uh, deep bass voice when I would need to. And, um, but no, I, I think that's been the biggest thing is, uh, being authentic and thinking about how I'm communicating to kids. Yeah. And if this is the vision, if this is our new philosophy, if what I'm saying doesn't align with that, then what, what do I need to say? Like the kids, they know their girl beat her. Right. She's not supposed to go. Right. She knows. Yeah. Uh, so um, no matter how good of clips I clip together on huddle or how great of scouting I do on the scouting report, that, that shit doesn't matter if I'm not communicating well. And if I'm not being authentic. Absolutely. 100%. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Be yourself. Cause they'll one high school kids will cut through that. Like no other Absolutely. big time, Absolutely. big time. They will, they'll know that you're a fraud. Um, as we get to push in an hour 20, I want to be conscious of your time. I appreciate you uh, being on this more than, you know, and I truly do mean as soon as you're ready after your season, we're doing another one. I think we have so many more things to touch on and talk about. Um, I want to take this back to when I started, I would always ask people for a little nugget um, and maybe you have something, maybe a little saying, but what's one piece of advice? Maybe it's something that you give those girls on their way out of the gym for the last time as your seniors, but what's one piece of advice that somebody shared with you that's really helped you get to where you're at today? I think, uh, so I'm in a new role this year, Ben, and yeah. I've left the classroom and it's a completely new role. And, and a saying that's in my office that was there before I got there. And, and I share my office with, with a couple other amazing uh, educators um, but growth and comfort never coexist. Love and, that. And I, I feel like you've touched on that in, in some of your pods, but if, um, if I'm going through, uh, my own self-worth, if I'm going through my own confidence or if I'm dealing with, uh, is this right? Is this wrong? Like, that's okay. Right. You got to lean into the uncomfortable and, um, it's if you're just coasting like, and honestly, when I made this career change uh, or yeah, it's, it's career change. Um, I, I felt like I was getting to the point where I was coasting every day was the same, put it on autopilot, uh, engage with kids. Love that. Right. I'm doing, I'm doing the same lessons as the year before. So, uh, this, this growth, uh, getting out of the comfort zone, like those things don't coexist. And so that's, that's probably my advice is that, um, we're all after something individually, personally, professionally. And I, I think that idea has, has helped me in some of these moments where it's like, am I even good at this? Right. And am I even, uh, 
making the right steps and as a coach or as a as an educator and uh, you know probably a little bit too as a as a husband uh, as a father and so um that that's kind of been uh, a saying that's been at the top of my list here this this year I love it man that's good stuff no I yeah I dive into that hardcore I I live like that so I appreciate that a ton that's big time I appreciate you a ton man this has been a blast. Uh, I, we've never had a conversation like this, but we haven't talked since uh, a long time. So 2009, 2010. Yeah. I don't know if I saw you your junior or senior year, but yeah, but actually, hold on before I got yeah. one last thing. Absolutely. Last thing. So for, you know, 17 years, 16 years, whatever it's been, uh, once a year in the Jansen family, we, we laugh about this time where dad was in the recliner uh, in Fairmont and all of a sudden there's this giant explosion. Behind oh my him. gosh. And my dad has not moved that fast uh, in his whole entire life. And so for you to clarify that you were, you were there and Justin was there yeah. at his house with the ax bomb. I, I greatly appreciate it. I laughed so hard uh, when you and Justin talked about that a couple, couple uh, months ago. It's such a good, I mean, you talk about a story as someone, as a leader of high school kids. Now, if they came and told me, I'd be, red hot pissed, right? Like, what are you guys doing? And then uh, you're a parent, uh, probably be red hot pissed as well. Um, but I don't know, somewhere we learned you throw an ax can into a fire, it's going to blow up. And I wish we still had the video And and sometimes I'm super grateful that I have the memory that I have. Cause I know at some point it'll all be gone, but I distinctively remember on the video, you can hear Justin saying, Let's just put it out. It's not doing anything. And then he started to walk towards the fire and it was, dude, it was like an atom bomb went off in the Hawkins backyard. And I never, ever thought about your parents living right there. I knew that there was some very upset people. Uh, Mom was in the kitchen. Dad had his back right to that. So our, our uh, recliner had his back right to that window that was closest to the Hawkins house and a whole, like I, my dad's not a cusser, but I, I'm pretty sure he, he said hell at least uh, yeah. in that instance. So, Oh my God. Were you home for that? Oh, yeah. oh I was, Oh yeah. I was on the other side of the living room for sure. For sure. <laughs> oh my right? God. Again, again, I love the guy to death, but he's never moved that fast in his life. That's so funny to think about. Yeah. I mean, just to think about it from somebody else's perspective. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of loud noises down off of King's road in general in Fairmont. So an explosion in the Hawkins backyard, wake you up. Pretty, pretty hardcore, pretty hardcore neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Good stuff. Well, JJ, I appreciate you so much, man. Um, Super excited to do another one. So glad we could connect um, just to be in touch, you know, just whatever life lessons, coaching lessons, bouncing off each other. I appreciate you. Um, Appreciate all the support you have been, day one on the pods, man. Um, you've always been messaging me, keep going. That one was great, whatever. So I, I truly appreciate all that. Absolutely, Ben. And, and, uh, again, I, I jumped in late, but I, I went back and, and listened to all of them right early on and, and it meant a lot to me. So, uh, you got a big one tomorrow night and enjoy yeah. that, enjoy that experience. And, and, uh, uh, I know it's not where you want to be at the end of the season, but, uh, like you said, you guys got some big plans and, and big expectations moving forward. So uh, 5A football in Arizona. I know. Right. One, I heard you say it the last episode, one of 50 offensive coordinators in, in 5A. That's that's pretty freaking awesome, man. And yeah. so I uh, hope you're proud of that uh, for sure. And uh, good luck. 
Appreciate you, brother. Yeah. No, thank you so much. Um, yeah. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, appreciate you all for listening. Please continue to like, comment, share, subscribe, unsubscribe, rate five stars, all that fun stuff.